What's up guys, this is Fit of Food Radio, episode 124, and it's me with the gorgeous Keris. Aldo. Aldo. I did an impression of you there. Impression Actually, of me? Yeah, you're Aldo. That was that impression of, was that you doing an impression of me doing an impression of you? When have I ever said how do? We haven't, but you're you're northern, so whenever you do an impression of a northern person, you say how do. When have I ever said how do? Never. <laughs> yeah. Never. Do you know what my dad used to say actually? What's that? A duke. Who? A duke. What's that mean? It was like how do, but he used to say it when we were walking the dog and you'd see duke. someone when I was a kid. Yeah, you say a duke, and he said it was how do. But it sounds like a Scottish person saying Hadook. haddock. <laughs> haddock. <laughs> and chops. Chops. <laughs> But you know, strictly speaking, you're not northern, actually, are you? There's me. I always say, oh, you know, we're going up. I always just say, like, oh, we're going up north. But I suppose Midlands. You're a you're a Midlander. Well, yeah, but I was born in Bar- I was born in Barnsley, which is we've got friends of ours in Scarborough that obviously always correct me when I'm saying we're going up north. Although it's not north. <laughs> no, it's not. Not, not no. But I was born in Barnsley, so that is not. So okay. So yeah. officially, yeah. you are. Yeah. One, your, your birth certificate what, says you're a northerner. One day I'll take you to Barnsley. You've been saying that for the last twelve years, oh, love. I know. There's a lot of things you said you're going to do for me. <laughs> Don't mention the paella again, please. Anyway. Still waiting for this amazing paella that you make. <laughs> Shut up. Get it one day. Do you know, it's funny. I was watching uh, the reruns of Gavin and Stacey on Netflix and uh, it's been a godsend. We've been so busy lately with some projects, haven't we, which we'll talk about in a second. And I've just wanted something that just takes me back to... Easy watching. Yeah, but also takes you back in time to like... Oh, nostalgia. Yeah. And there's a scene in Gavin and Stacey and it's on Stacey's Hendu where they're all sat around all the girls and they say they're all a bit drunk and one of them, it's Ness, starts off and she says, at the end of the day, I think it's like, to be honest, when all's said and done... <laughs> and it's, and, I'm, and, not, I'm not being funny, but... Not, yeah, I think she ends on something like... And that or something, I can't remember exactly, but it just reminded me of you. I was like, gosh. The end of the day. To yeah. be honest, when all's said and done. Yeah. <laughs> do you, I do wonder where those, no point. <laughs> where those kind of sayings come from sometimes, you know, like at the end of the day. Yeah. Another one that uh, always makes me laugh is, and then I turn around and then she turn around and then I turn around and I just get this image of two people not actually having a conversation, but just doing like almost like a Michael Jackson spin. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. It's always that <laughs> And then he turns around and says, yeah. like, what, why, why did he turn around? How did they have why a conversation? Was, why was he already facing you? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, they're not dizzy at this point in the conversation. I'd be travel sick by now. No, we, we, we do often like, uh, like, you know, even though we've been together for a long time now, we still kind of like compare our accents, don't we? And oh. funny enough, what did you say the other day? You said something and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that word. And you sounded like a a southerner. You sounded like a, a southeast Londoner. I was so proud. Oh, really? What word was it? I don't know. Do you remember? Because you even, as, soon, as soon as you said it, you're like, I can't believe I just said it. And I can't believe I, I pronounced it in that way. It was amazing. Probably it a made rude my word. day. It's only taken 12 years. It's, it's only when, you get, when I get angry, I either get very northern or, or probably a bit southern now as well. Mm, I'm bringing it out on you. God, thank South East London grit. <laughs> but it's funny, like we just like you know, path, bath, path, laugh, bath, path, laugh. Sometimes that like, people people correct me when I'm lecturing. Actually, I can't remember what was correct on the other day. And uh, oh, that was it. Us. That's what you say. Us. Yeah. I don't mm. even notice that I said that differently. You say boom. <laughs> boss. Boss is boom. the one. Boss. Boom. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Bum. Bum. All right. How would you pronounce U-M? 
um, right? Boom. So put a bum, B in front of it, it's bum, isn't it? Not boom. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, 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 well. Well, to be honest with you, there's a lot to talk about today because we are in the process of relaunching our Fitter365 membership site. Um, it's been a long time coming. A lot of work's gone into it. We're very, very proud of it. We're very excited to to launch it. However, it's been, as with a lot of big projects like this, that kind of test your metal, so to speak. I like that um, phrase. Pardon? I like that phrase. Uh, you know, it's been a huge learning curve, hasn't it? In many ways. I think whenever you embark on on something that feels quite daunting, quite scary somewhat for many reasons... I think you're, you're kind of like your true character starts to come out, doesn't it? In, in times of like... What do you mean by true character? Well, like, you know, like, because with, with any big project, it doesn't always go the way you want it to go, does it? As we've learned yeah. along this way, like there's been a lot of things that have gone wrong. A lot of things that um, have gone wrong that are simply not within our control. You know, and, and yeah. that's not us passing blame because there's been a few things that have gone wrong that have been our fault and we've put our hands, up. <clears throat> put our hands up and taken ownership of it. But... I just think that it's been a real, a real learning curve. We and we've said this, didn't we, the other day? We were like, "Gosh, like I've just learned so much about this process." And well, I mean, what we wanted to talk about on this podcast is really when you are kind of having your metal tested or you're up against it. Um, some key things that we've been doing to try and support our health, but also, as Matt mentioned, some observations that we've made about the real kind of negative effects and why it's important that situations like the one we're in at the moment doesn't go on for a long period of time. And if it is, you need to kind of think about making some serious changes because yeah. both of us have noticed how it's affecting everything from uh, sleep to uh, digestive health. So some key yeah, things that really are uh, integral to your immunity and longevity generally. Yeah. And we have both said, gosh, isn't it? We're so lucky that this is, there's an end point to this mm. for us. But I actually compare this quite a lot to friends of mine who have children and go through kind of maybe two years of, of kind of sleep deprivation and, and not understanding or, or kind of being, you know, I suppose, new things all the time. So when you're a new parent, obviously, you know, friends have talked to me about this and it's the first time that you change a nappy, the first time that you go try to venture out with the baby. And, and there's so many complications, things that go wrong, stressful experiences, and they're just day in, day out, like one thing after another. And that's very similar to what we've experienced in that we've been basically building a new website. So it's been a ton of technology-based stuff, a lot of video editing, microphones, basically out of our comfort zone all the time, a lot of filming, which is never my forte. I just would always prefer to be like behind the scenes yeah. working, but I understand I like to see a face and, and be taught by a face. So I yeah. understand why I need to step up and, and do that. But it has meant that there's been a lot of the discomfort zone, which I think people out there experience, as I've just mentioned, if you're a new parent or you're at a new job or you're, you're reaching a project deadline mm. and both of us have commented on like you've said we, we've noticed the effect that it can have on our kind of patience and personality yeah. our confidence imposter syndrome kicks in it's on so many levels but also for me just I have not been present or mindful in any way shape or form and as a result I've crashed the car left the tap on flooded the kitchen yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else have I done uh, oh and then I um Oh God, I rolled, I rolled my ankle, didn't I, in the woods? And oh my goodness, I thought that was like game over, literally, because I did this a few years ago and cracked it so loud and ended up with an elephant's foot and got in big trouble. 
Um, and so basically, again, my mind was just elsewhere yeah. and I stepped off a ledge in, in the woods, rolled my ankle so badly that I kind of yelped really loud. But uh, touch wood, it was okay in the end and just a bit of swelling and it's gone. But I'm just not there in the moment. I'm just mm. 100 miles an hour ahead thinking of what I need to do. And as a result, <laughs> keep leaving taps on and crashing cars. <laughs> so yeah. it just uh, how how much stress can can have such an impact and what I was about to say was it's funny because well, it's not funny but I was actually writing a, a webinar on osteoporosis and the menopause and what was interesting is they were saying to avoid high risk exercise because if you get an injury at that point mm. in time then you're in big trouble because bones and muscles are so they respond so well to weight training so don't do anything that's high risk or high impact because it's just not worth it yeah it doesn't offer you the benefit and it just got me thinking about kind of what we're doing at the moment. It's almost like, don't even get in a car because <laughs> it's like, it's too high risk and it might lead to some some kind of... I can't leave the house. <laughs> yeah, basically. Don't turn the It's too risky. Definitely don't even attempt anything like high impact. But, but no, like, I mean, you're, you're talking about kind of just being mindful and we often talk about that, don't we? Just yeah. kind of trying to be as in the moment as you possibly can. It's not always possible as Keris has as, uh, just uh, shared with you guys, you know, but... Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, it took uh, some quite extreme situations for her to realise this. <laughs> Such as like we've got nice water stains all over our uh, kitchen ceiling now. Yeah. Nice uh, what, was, what was hilarious about that situation is I actually came home. So I'd, I'd gone to Germany to do some corporate nutrition work, came home with you, didn't I? Mm -hmm. You were unpacking the car, walked into the house and I was unpacking the shopping and I was actually stood in a giant puddle of water and, and there was realize. water all over the side and I hadn't even realised I was so busy unpacking the shopping yeah. <laughs> at 100 miles an hour. And then you said, have you knocked something all over so the I was floor? Like, there's water all over the shop, what's <laughs> happened? And then we kind of both just, it was like slow motion, just looked up because that was like oh, the no. last option of yeah. what could have possibly gone wrong. We were like, oops. Yeah. But I suppose what I was going to say was is that it's safe to say over the last few months or so, we've probably not been following our own advice quite as well as we should have done, you know, i.e., you know, prioritising sleep, being mindful, chilling out and relaxing and this, that and the other. But at the same time, I think it's important to say that, you know, that the human body is capable of dealing with stressful situations, you know. It's not chronically. Just not chronically. <laughs> yeah. Like we we can we can deal with acute stress, and it's for a good reason because we're gonna encounter it in in some shape or form. And I suppose what we wanted to talk about a bit today was that I think sometimes people take a you know advice a little bit too literally. You know, like you know, it's all we know that we can give you tips on how to improve your sleep, how to get more sleep, how to chill out a little bit more, how to look after yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And you absolutely should. However, the reality is there are going to be times when it's not so easy to do and you need to approach things from a slightly different way to, to deal with the situation at hand in the best way possible. Like, for example, this new website, we knew it was going to be a lot of work. We knew there were going to be late nights and early finishes. So we knew there were certain things, you know, certain things that we talk about a lot that were going to go out the window, so to speak. And we were like, but that's fine. You know, this isn't us just ignoring our own advice. This is us just in a in an acute situation where we need to make some sacrifices elsewhere in order to achieve what we want to achieve. Yeah. So from a nu nutrition perspective, you know, we've been pretty good at kind of just cooking everything in bulk. So there's always leftovers in the fridge for some just real kind of quick 
grab and go food in between work. We actually switched to doing an online shop and having, we already have a veg box that's delivered, but we actually switched to doing an online shop because otherwise what we found we were doing was kind of like scooting out and just grabbing a quick shop, which you never kind of really think about what you're buying. And secondly, if you're tired and stressed and you're in the supermarket, both of us were a bit like, oh, I should just get some of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like brain was going, you know what, you've just, you've worked so hard. Tortilla and chips and a bottle yeah. of whiskey yeah, seems to just end up in the basket yeah. for me. Oh, how they get there? I was like a kilo of dark chocolate. So both of us said, okay, well, let's start doing the online shop will mean that we think ahead. So we sit there and think about, okay. And I, I would basically do it every week and say, here's some quick options. So we'd have like a lot of things like cooked prawns and tins of fish on there um, and some fresh soups from the supermarket, which are generally just vegetables that we could then turn into a stew by chucking in some chicken or mm. some spinach or great carrot. Such an easy win. <laughs> yeah, so we, we kind of have our ways of, and it's really interesting because as I mentioned earlier, I'm doing some corporate nutrition work and this is the feedback I often get. Well, this is all very well you telling us this, yeah. but we're really busy people. And I have to explain to them that there's two things that you have to do in this situation. And firstly is start to think about actions and outcomes. And if you really want to work that hard and push your body in that mm. way, then it is a team, it's a team effort. Yeah. And you can't demand a ton of stuff from your body and not think about what you're investing back into your yep. body. So you have to start to prioritize nutrition and it's not as hard as people think. I'm not asking you to sit down and start creating these culinary masterpieces. But that's a, there's a real misconception, I think, that. with yeah, what, I what is healthy. In fact, actually, I've got a confession to make. I'm not sure I want to hear this. You sure? Yeah. You will love it. Not after seeing the size of your Easter egg. So go back go back a few few weeks or so ago, maybe even longer. Do you remember the, from the gym? I, I I kind of done something to my back. Yeah. And I like I was like, oh my gosh, like my I, I, just something went. I was like, oh my god, I can't hardly walk properly. I don't know what to do. Kevis was waiting for me in a coffee shop, and I met her, look, walking like I'd crap my pants. Um, <laughs> my uh, first thought was, how are you going to film all these real time workouts? I know for the new website. It's going to be. <laughs> I'm a, not doing them. A lot of upper body sessions. <laughs> yeah. um, and anyway, I was like, I was in, I was in pain. I was in a lot of discomfort, wasn't I? I wasn't, I wasn't faking it. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go to Boots and get some anti-inflammatories, you know, yeah. some ibuprofen or something like that, just to kind of try and help myself out, whatever. I'm going, have some ginger, have some turmeric. Yeah, have a turmeric root. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just have a curry. There yeah. you go. Um, but anyway, as I went to Boots, I was like feeling a bit sorry for myself. And there's a, uh, um, what's Krispy Kreme donut stand in the shopping centre, isn't there? Oh, right, yeah. They're uh, awful. Yeah, but friends. you know what? I've never had one, you know? Oh, really? I've never had a Krispy Kreme donut. And I thought, you know what? I'm feeling a bit sorry for myself. I've never had a Krispy Kreme donut. Sod it. Right. I'm going to have a Krispy Kreme donut, <sighs> right? Kevis wasn't there to give me any evils. So I went for it. Massively overrated. They were all right. But anyway, that's not the point. They repeat on you, don't they? That's what I know. They used to bring them in our office when I worked in an office all the time. Really? And they just repeat on you. No, they repeat on me. But it was all right. Um, you know, I probably won't have one again if I'm going to have something, you know, I'd, I'd rather have an ice cream. How did you walk past Cinnabon and have a Cinnabon Who? rules? Where's that? That's at the other end of the mall. Oh, I didn't right. go that far in the boots. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway. These, these details <laughs> yeah. don't matter. I definitely have a Cinnabon he, over here's a Here's the funny cream. thing. The next day, yeah. I got a message on Instagram, right? From someone saying, um, "Don't say they saw you." They saw me. <laughs> they saw me eating the Krispy Kreme donut. But the hilarious thing was, is she was saying that um, she said, "Oh, uh, I was in Tunbridge Wells. Um, we were just there for the day, and then I saw 
I saw you in the shopping centre <laughs> eating a Krispy Kreme donut. She said, but the funny thing was, I was then trying to convince my partner how influential you guys have been on my health and, and, and how like your, your knowledge and the information you're you put working, out there. Are you walking out, you crap yourself with and a it, Krispy Kreme donut? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's probably thinking, yeah, he looks a, a picture of Elf that bloke. <laughs> I see why, I can see you. <laughs> and I just thought, how funny, like, but then she she could obviously see that, you know, like, we are all about balance. Like, we make no, <laughs> yeah. we make no, thankfully, we make no secret of, yeah, you know, us letting our hair down a little bit and treating ourselves. And but I just, I just laughed. And I know, I thought you might end up seeing the message on Instagram and saying, like, what the hell happened here? Um, but yeah, she, I was caught. <laughs> Halfway through a Krispy Kreme donut. Dude. See? To be fair, I got, well, how do we get onto that subject? I've lost my train of thought now. I think we were talking oh, yeah. about like, no, yeah, we were talking about oh, that health. was it, misconceptions of health. Yeah. And I was saying how like, <laughs> it got, you know, I, I suppose I was going to talk about us being all about balance, you know, so I was sharing that story of me <laughs> indulging <laughs> so in a Krispy Kreme and being caught. Whilst buying ibuprofen and boots. Shocking. But to be, to be fair, my back was fine two days later, so... Well, what I was going to say was, we did, both of us said that in this time, apart from the odd occasion, what we're going to have to do to be able to kind of show up really and make sure that we are, uh, which is exactly the same if you're working really hard, you know, know, on a work project, or again, same thing if you're a sleep deprived parents, to be able to to not flood the kitchen and, and, you know, like keep going and keep um, performing, I suppose, is is a better way of putting it every single day. And you know, being able to be responsible for whatever it is that you you have to kind of carry out, you have to think about things some non non negotiable non negotiables. And for us, that had been the, the majority of our nutrition stayed exactly as it would do mm-hmm. normally. So we did a, an online shop and we brought a load of stuff that was so quick to cook. And there's always stuff in. We always look after each other as well. So mm-hmm. when we can see the other one is really creaking, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll get dinner ready. You go and sit down. And there is no kind of like, in the past that has been sometimes, you know, a bit like, well, it's all right for you, you know, but at the moment, I don't know if it's because we've matured slightly working together for a longer period of time. We've both been looking after each other. So we cook for each other take it in turns to have Hamish in bed. <laughs> so so like, one can have a decent night. Yeah, basically. Here. And we do sometimes sleep in separate rooms because no, I... We, we always sleep at in the separate moment, rooms. At the moment we always do because I sleep so lightly, especially if I'm stressed, that you twitching and the dog woofing, it just will keep me awake. So again, in terms of if there are things that you can do in terms of changing that, that immediate environment mm. and because we've known that we've got, we're going to be working late. And what I have noticed is a direct correlation, no news here, but... If I stop working at about eight and it takes discipline when there is so much to do, if I shut off at eight and say, that is it, I've worked, you know, for most of the day on all of this stuff. And I'm now going to watch a bit of light TV and then I'm going to go to bed and read. It might even just be a junkie magazine, like anything that just is something different. The quality of my sleep is completely different to sometimes I work right up to the kind of like switching off my phone at 10 o'clock in bed, worst thing ever. But I think it's even surprised me how you end up having what I call work dreams where you just carry on working in your Mm. your sleep. And, and, uh, you know, I think I probably am like talking and stuff, I'd imagine, because I wake up my mouth's like dry as anything because I think I'm still, my brain just is not switching off. Whereas there's just been a few occasions where I've said, right, go and open the window so the bedroom's nice and cool. Mm. It sounds daft, but like, I'll use a bit of things like lavender oil and, and cut the caffeine off at an earlier time and those kind of things. And you do notice a big difference in terms of depth and quality of sleep. But what we have both done is, is try to keep each other accountable and say at least seven, if not 
you know, eight hours yes. ideally. But the other thing that, that has surprised me is, and even you've been shocked at this, there was a phase where I knew I had to get a certain amount of filming done. And I literally catapulted out of bed at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And even you were like, what the hell has so gotten into you? She was like, never up before me. <laughs> and I would be up dressed and literally ready to go because, and why that's been really interesting to me is because some of this corporate work that I do, uh, I do it with a neuroscientist and he's very much about the brain and he thinks the brain rules everything. Neuroscientist about the brain? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Blimey. But prior to that, he was actually a personal trainer and then worked in the fitness industry for a long period of time and worked in the research around things like sports nutrition mm -hmm. and caffeine for sports performance. So his background is really interesting. And when we traveled together for this corporate event, we were talking a lot. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I always say to you, you come across people who are all about usually kind of one thing and that's mm. their thing and his is the brain and he's all about do you know what the brain is so powerful if you want to do something dopamine you know is our yeah. motivation reward brain chemical and it will get you to do anything and it made me realize that you know we can definitely overthink whether or not we're fueled up whether or not we need caffeine because when the brain and, and if you think about a work project that is all dopamine because you know when you get to the end of it you're going to get this massive reward yeah and so you can just start to achieve things that you didn't think would be possible yeah. like springing out of bed at five o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah what's so interesting is as we're getting closer to the end of the project and we're starting to see it come to fruition so both of us are logging on and seeing all of the content and webinars that we filmed and workouts are there online our mood is just getting more and more oh, like, higher and higher and higher and that's that's also oh, gosh, like dopamine because <laughs> at one point it did just feel like we were just creating so much content it's just saved as a file on my computer like what is you know why are we doing all this yeah. so like you say when you see it there you're like oh my god it's there it's actually you know it's, it's all looking new and fresh and but think how that affects your energy though mm. and that's that's been quite fascinating for me because i think once it's up am i going to absolutely crash probably and probably get a flu <laughs> probably because the other side of this has been throughout the whole time not only have we eaten as we've said we've just been like okay let's let's make sure the majority of our food is good both of us have noticed the, that the more you're kind of using your brain, especially doing, I notice recording online webinars consistently all day long is way more exhausting than lecturing. Mm. And I don't know whether it's because you have to be maybe a little bit more perfect. Whereas when the lecture, it's a little bit more, you just talk and there's interaction. And I don't know, you never really overthink mm. what you're saying. Yeah, but I think generally like, you know, I mean, because, like, you know, massive props to you because you literally would just, you locked yourself in the bedroom and just recorded, like, presentation after presentation after presentation. Like, you'd come down for the odd caffeine hit and a bit of lunch and then, and then you just go back up to the bedroom again. And I think, like, don't underestimate how much energy like your brain's using because it's you're constantly focused it's not when you do it like, like we but said it was, before it's harder than like group like talking to a group of people yeah, it's harder it, doing it to a computer because well, the, the dynamic's different isn't it like they, <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> room there's a room full of people yeah, that, yeah, you know there's interaction yeah. and, and this that and the other but I mean as in like like I'd come down and I would I was like I have not felt this tired physically so just really interesting to me. And then, and then what I noticed was I had no off switch. And I'd say to you, like, we'd order sushi and I'd eat like 100 pieces of sushi. Yeah, it wasn't that many. No off switch my... <laughs> with it. So again, part of us, we were getting to a point where across the week we'd say, do you know what? The, tonight we want to do this. We want to have yeah. like, you know, it might be want to share a bottle of wine and we want to have some sushi and we're just going to enjoy it. We've worked hard mm. and we won't set the alarm tomorrow. We found ways to just go, okay, we're just going to keep yeah. back now. And, I, and I think that's the... I mean, the whole kind of point of us kind of sharing this isn't just to be like, oh, we're just working so hard, like because we know that many people do, and and you know, big big props to everyone who's out there working hard towards 
their goals, their dreams, or, you know, just working hard day to day, being a parent and, and things like that. But I suppose the point is, is that there's always something you can do. There's always like a little bit of a compromise. Yeah. No, and what I think I also want to say is that element of kind of, oh, we've earned this, we're going to have a bottle of wine, was yeah. very few and far between for us. Yeah. When it becomes a problem, again, this is what I see across client bases when it's, you work so hard that you have to have that reward when you get mm. home and it becomes a, a daily thing. Yeah. And it's and, kind of. That, and exactly. And that's, that's when it does become like a bit of a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm all for you know, you should reward yourself and, and stuff like that. But but like I say, to a, to a degree, and for us, it's almost like enjoying a drink and when we get sushi and watch a film, it's all part of that chilling out process. process. You know, and we leave our phones in the other room and laptops in the other room and we're like, right, we're having a night off tonight and we're going to really enjoy this. And that's exactly what we did. The mindfulness that I mentioned, not being mindful and leaving taps on and crashing cars, I noticed from a kind of food perspective just actually taking proper breaks yeah. otherwise you would end up eating too fast overeating and then usually for me because you're kind of in stress mode i'll get some kind of digestive kickback from that yeah so actually again taking proper breaks putting my phone on airplane mode mm. and sometimes just watching a bit of tv or going to sit out my favorite lunch break is to go and sit outside and yeah. just in the sun with hamish and that you just notice such a difference. Yeah. But equally, if you're then going to have something like a bit of dark chocolate, you sit there and you enjoy it, not kind of eating it as you go. Just mindlessly, yeah. yeah. You end up in, again, kind of trouble digestively. So I think I think from a training perspective as well, like, because I've, you know, I'm not getting as much sleep as I was. And I definitely would say that, you know, stress levels have gone up a little bit just because of, you know, just the work we've been doing. But we were prepared for it. No big surprises. But my training has been adapted somewhat to be less kind of intense, a little bit more restorative, if you will. In recent weeks, I've kind of maybe up the ante on the training front a little bit. But that's because I felt that I've been able to. But I think for the last kind of couple of months or so, you know, I've just been sticking to more you know, like maybe three times a week, full body, maybe if anything, a little bit more mobility and technique focused, pushing it where I feel that I can, rather than putting this pressure on myself to like train really hard, push myself, which that's not such an easy thing to do sometimes because sometimes, you know, in these situations, exercise is your outlet. Exercise is your release and you want that endorphin rush. You want to feel like you've achieved something. So you want to push yourself and that's great. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. However, you need to still be in control of that scenario. And for me, I know my body. Yeah. And I know that a combination of working really long hours, less sleep that I'm than I'm used to, more stress than I normally have, combine that with some really intense training sessions. You're probably gonna be in trouble. I'm gonna hit a wall at some point and yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be pretty. So I'm like, well, you know, I'll just focus on some weak links for a little bit, you know, and and, and progress there all whilst this is going on. And then when my sleep's uh, better again, when things are a little bit more chilled, I can start up in the ante again. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we always say, guys, it's having that element of adaptation adaptation wherever you can. And I think the reason that I wanted to share this with you is because I think it's sometimes easy to be just giving out all this advice of do this and do that. But the reality is there are going to be times when there's got to be a bit of compromise and you've got to be like, right, the next couple of months are going to be pretty full on. Yeah. What changes can I make to ensure that it doesn't take control of me and I remain in control of the situation? Yeah. I think a big takeaway for us has been 
simplify everything in terms of, especially around your nutrition and exercise, don't give yourself too many dilemmas or decisions to make, which mm. is why I said kind of doing the online shop keeps you just accountable yeah. to that's what that's the food you're going to have this week. And it's there and it's really easy to prep. We're not even, I wouldn't even consider what we're doing as cooking. Like I said, sometimes it is like just smoked salmon avocado on some rye bread. It is literally instant food oh my gosh, where like, possible. My, and, my lunch, you know, many days now is just a massive salad, <laughs> yeah. a leftover potato that we've cooked <laughs> or a bag of two-minute rice and a tin of fish, like yeah. a tin of sardines or something. Dead easy. It's not going to win any awards for Instagram or anything like that. But you know what? That's the job. And also what we've both found is with the kind of increase in activity. I mean, we, we we both probably eat a higher protein diet than most people anyway. Yeah. But the one thing that I've just always guard is my protein intake. Mm. And you're probably the same in terms of, because we're in this kind of high stress mode all the time, you just want to be thinking about, you know, protein is going to be the most satiating, probably helpful yeah. kind of mood regulation. And then obviously like, not that I'm saying we've been in a catabolic state for the last month, yeah. but as in, in terms of we're not sleeping that well either. So you want to be thinking about what can I do to support myself generally in terms of your metabolism and it is yeah. protein, a ton of vegetables and, and some healthy carbs. And that's been like my priority all the way through. And then I've probably yeah. consumed enough I know my fats are taken care of just in almond butter and dark chocolate alone, so I never have to think about my fats anymore. <laughs> well, to be fair, I always say to people, if you're varying your protein enough anyway, like you know you're going to be getting... As in your, fat, your fats are covered yeah, with Yeah, because if you're eating fatty fish as well, in lean fish and you're eating red meat as well as like poultry, like, yeah, you, yeah. you're going to be getting a nice variety of fats, proteins, the, the full shebang. And the other thing I'd say, for, so for me with like exercise is all I've said every single morning is I just get outside with Hamish and it's sometimes a light run, sometimes a walk. Most mornings a bit of yoga and movement yeah. on the on the common just to kind of finish off and sometimes a bit of body weight stuff. But I went through a phase where I said to you, Mike, literally, if I feel like I've got the energy, 10K and 50 press-ups and that is it. And yeah. I don't know why I just was like press-ups I lose very quickly if I don't do them I lose the ability to do them so I was like well let's just do that then consistently but, but do you not think as well like tell me if you felt a bit like this obviously but... I wouldn't recommend that as a workout plan and that's not in our website either in terms of no, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10k 50 press-ups see you in 12 weeks yeah because what I did when I went to the gym is I, I what was good for me doing what I said that I that I did with my training is it almost took the pressure off me yeah you know, because I wasn't going to the gym with these really high expectations. In my head, I was just, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to move because oh, that's another thing. I was probably more sedentary, you know, the last few months because I've been spending a lot more time on my laptop yeah. than, I, than I ordinarily do. So I made a movement a priority when I was at the gym. So more mobility, more stretching, just kind of like, you know, rotating after probably no doubt slouching in with poor posture at my laptop for, for so many hours. And I just go there, and I just and I and I'd lift weights and do the things that just felt good. But if I kind of had it, like you know, some days I'll just be there and be like, oh, I feel I feel good today. I'm going to go with this, and I'm going to push a little bit further. And sometimes I'd end up just having an absolutely amazing workout. Yeah. And and I think it's because I was going in there with like not low expectations. You know, I, I don't I, I don't do that anymore. I don't go to the gym going, this is going to be crap. I feel like crap. I've got no energy. I don't do that now. I'm just like, I would just go to the gym and I'm like, Let's, I'm just going to go with the flow and see what happens. It will benefit me in some way because if it's just quite a low energy workout, I do loads of mobility and a bit of this, bit of that. If I feel good, I'll put my foot on the on the accelerator and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll up the ante a little bit. 
And recently I've had some amazing workouts. And I think it's for that reason. It's because like the, the pressure's off. Yeah. And I'm in a position now where I kind of know my body and I know when I can push and I know when I should maybe just be a bit like that. Just keep it, keep it low key today. Keep yeah, it chilled. Yeah. And I think you've been the same. Sometimes you're like, my run felt amazing this morning. I was yeah. flying and, and this, that and the other. But- I think it, and all, I mean, some of that as well is, is none of this is like ideal and none of it is the type of training that I think my health really needs at this point in time. But this is like, for now, it's, it's kind of more about mental health, like having a bit of movement in yeah, your day is about keeping you mentally kind of sound so that you can get through what you need to get through. And both of us have said, as soon as we get to the point of kind of launching this, It'll be about taking a week off, resetting. Uh, I want to get back to strength training and having a lie-in and I want to try and ditch the caffeine and things like that. And we will get back to the things yeah. that we know kind of really do support us. Yeah, but course. for now, we, we're kind of, as I said, there are things that we're guarding which allow us to put ourselves under this pressure. And there are things that we are we know aren't right for us, but at this point in time, it's allowing us to get through this, this kind yeah. of, you know, like full-on period. And it- the other thing I was just going to say was, also addressing when I work with clients who say, you know, I'm overwhelmed and I've got this to do and that to do and, and things are slipping. You know, I often come up with solutions. I'll say, well, could you get help with that? If you've got family, if you've got mm. friends, could you get a, a, you know, a nanny in for this period of time yeah. so that you, that allows you to go and do this, that and the other? Could you do some stuff at home exercise wise? And I think one of the things that I've noticed is in terms of assessing you know the workload that you have it's really easy to get overwhelmed and both of us have found actually kind of coming up with lists and dividing up our kind of to-do list across the week but for me personally I found going and locking myself in a library has been amazing Um, distractions out the way and I've just sat there find like you know and said right I'm going to work from this period to this period and also very simple things like I've started having I've almost switched around my breakfast and lunch so that my lunch became a smoothie because it allowed me, if I was lecturing, for example, I'd have a bigger breakfast, yeah. but then you don't have to think about it. And then often what I tend to find is my lunch break when I'm lecturing anyway, tends to get a bit consumed with questions and yeah, yeah. things to do and, 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 and emails kind of to reply to. And rushing your food. And then end up rushing my food and then end up with like, oh, I don't feel too great for mm. that. So I started to have just a smoothie and actually go for a walk and have some fresh air on my yeah. lunch break. And I was like, oh, this is actually a real simple, quick change that I've yeah. done that you know normally I'd like to have enough time to sit down and eat a proper meal like I'm not a big fan of having a smoothie you know all the time as your meal but as I've said when I'm busy and I think your digestion just again is just a bit shut down by that Uh, and same thing if I'm in the library it allows me to kind of continue working and then I can finish earlier and then I start to have my evenings back yeah so I actually work more consistently and harder with that promise of but then you can stop at this time and that's how I kind of motivate myself and you can have your evening back and you can relax and you can get to bed earlier and you can you know have a nice meal so work harder in the day and then you're not spinning it out over the evening a lot of these things like you know you've just given a classic example of how you've taken a situation realized that you know eating a lunch scoffing it down in five minutes is no good makes you feel uncomfortable and blah 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 so you've gone like right okay so what's the solution to this problem bosh you've yeah, done it yeah, and it's yeah. working great for you and i think sometimes well in fact all the time how you approach things from a you know from a mindset standpoint is is so important because even over the bank holiday weekend that's just gone and it was beautiful weather wasn't it absolutely not a cloud in the sky lovely weather 
we went out twice to walk Hamish, but other than that, we were indoors because we were working and, and whatever. And that was fine. Like, we're not saying that at all to be poor me because we were like, this is all good. This is fine. This is what needs to be done right now. And besides, we'll be going to Portugal for our kind of like annual holiday soon enough and we'll be catching up on all the weather that we Maybe. we need to then and this will be done and we'll be able to chill out and relax. And, and that was like our motivation, wasn't it? But it's so funny how whenever... People, you know, you'd you'd me. Oh, what did you get up to at the weekend? Oh, well, we were just working, to be honest. Oh, poor you. Oh, bless you. And it's like, no, no, not poor us. Like, it's, like we chose to do it. It's fine. But it's amazing how, you know, like my mum, especially. Oh, bless you. Oh, you poor soul. So I, <laughs> I was like, honestly, mum, it's really not a big deal. Like, but I think that's because we approached it with a a much more positive mindset. We could have been, oh, you know, we were working all weekend and didn't see any of this lovely weather. And Well, I think also what we've been doing throughout all of this process is, is we're very much into kind of, uh, like naturally we've, we practice gratitude a lot now. Not in that we get up and go, I'm doing a gratitude journal. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, birds. Yeah, yeah. But both of us, uh, you know, are very good at, at actually kind of sitting there with a cup of tea in the morning and, and saying, oh, I'm lying there, it's a coffee. Um, sitting there with a, a coffee in the morning and going, you know, oh God, listen to the, the but we do say like, listen to the dawn chorus, that is amazing. Mm, so or we we'll walk together in the woods some mornings together and go, God, just like breathe in that air. It's like it's stunning, it's beautiful. Or we'll just go, oh, aren't we lucky? Like our parents have been amazing through this whole process. And we stop and go, God, aren't we amazing to have that support? And mm. again, what I tend to see with people that I'm helping with stress is they've completely lost the ability to do that. I think I especially see it with, got some friends at the moment who um, are in the middle of moving house and having a baby. And it's a lot of overwhelm and stress. And I keep saying, but at the same time you're about to go and move to an amazing new house and you're about yeah. to have a baby you know yeah. like you've got to start switching this you've oh, got yeah. to reframe this whole situation you're so caught up in the detail and the you almost the, lose sight yeah of, the, of why the, you're doing yeah. it and that's what me and you on several occasions across this project sometimes I flipped out and I was like my microphone won't work and there was a lot of tears and then yeah. you would say you know sit down calm down we'll fix the microphone give it a day and stop going over and over the problem and get a good night's sleep and then we'll start again tomorrow. Yeah. And it is a bit like, have you, you know, are you doing that in terms of, have you got that overwhelmed with with the kind of workload or mm. what we call, you know, even like your, we talk about having an allostatic load, the total load in your life right now, because it might also be from a, not just a work perspective, it could be from a, you know, you've got health issues, you've got money worries, mm. it could be other things that are going on. And I think you've you've just got to kind of think about whether your response is driving the situation yeah. and making it so much worse, which is what we do tend to observe. And last thing I'll say is we've also kind of taken measures to, I mean, we are very good now at going, you know what we need today, we need we need a walk, we need some fresh air. But we, we do look after ourselves in terms of, like I take a few supplements, you take a few supplements. So we take things like magnesium to help with our sleep. We both take a multi when we're in this kind of mode of like, just take you know grab and go just whatever give, it might give be give ourselves a bit more backup yeah yeah just as a kind of uh, as a support and then we also I've been taking uh, mushrooms because I could feel I can feel my immune system the shrooms yeah. <laughs> medicinal mushrooms which is things like reishi and shiitake and stuff um, mainly because I had basically something as in some kind of inner ear thing going on that I was like okay yeah. this always happens when I overdo it like it's always been my feedback it used to happen when I overtrained. I'd get like vertigo and things like that. And so now I'm like, okay, something's creaking a little bit. So a few mornings I've gone, okay, I'm not setting the alarm. Yeah. I'm going to spend more time just just kind of doing some yoga today. And actually yoga does help because it 
I think the movement of going upside down and stuff actually helps it because I think you just get fluid. <laughs> Clears you out. Yeah, basically, I think you get fluid. But there is that feedback, which is why, you know, I'm kind of, I'm grateful that I know what I know because yeah. I'm able to support myself. But equally, I am just being a green doctor right now and going, right, just take some mushrooms and then I'll deal with this a little bit later. But also, like, I think you mentioned this earlier, one of the, the big benefits to to our situation whilst you know we are working long hours etc etc but we do have a huge sense of purpose at the moment for what we're working on we're massively passionate about it so of course that of course that helps that's a huge motivator um you know we are very very fortunate to truly love what we do but also it's like kerry said like we also know there's an end point to this and that in itself is like right okay we just know that we need to pull this out of the bag for, you know, however many months, like we know it's going to be a matter of months. Whereas, you know, like Kerry said, some people, this is their every day because they're just in that mindset. They're in that routine now where every single day, you know, they're going to work, they're working these crazy long hours in potentially a job that they don't like with people that they don't like. (laughs) And all of a sudden it's a, this big, massive ball of stress is very much part of their lifestyle. Whereas for us, we know that this is going to be a temporary, it's going to be a chapter, if you like, in our lives. But we keep looking ahead. We keep looking at that end point when it's going to be done, it's going to be finished, all the people that it's going to help. So that's something to really, really think about. Is where you're at very much where you've been at for the last however many years? Is there any sign of it changing? If not, why not? Do you want it to? You know, and start looking at, you know, having that sense of purpose again and and being in control of these stressful situations of being like, because like I say, you can't avoid stress. It's going to happen. But is it temporary? Is it acute? Or is it chronic? And I think also, like we just said, assess the feedback that you're getting mm. from your body. And that could be from a, I always say that two things start to kick off when you, you're, you're just not in balance in any way. And it tends to be your immune system and your uh, reproductive hormones, because both of those are kind of responding. And if you think about the fact that um, basically <laughs> one of the reasons we do loads of seminars on the immune system for the website is to say, if you think about the fact that our immune systems are there to protect us and uh, our immune systems are, are concentrated wherever the outside world is close to the body. Mm. So that's why if you have a fearful thought about, oh no, I need to, I don't know, pay the mortgage this month and I'm worried I can't pay it or I'm really worried that my child is sick and I don't know what to do or I can't I can't get this camera to friggin' work. <laughs> I just wonder, why first, wouldn't you just work? First world problems. It, it all starts to become fear mm. and anger. And those are the, the, the symptoms that we would have had if we saw a wild animal that was trying to kill us. And so our immune system doesn't know that much different. How times have changed. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you get the same response, skin flares, sinuses, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. So, so these things are a reflection that you've got, like inflammation is your defense against some kind of attack. And we can make ourselves quite inflammatory just by changing how we're thinking. Mm. And so you have to think if you're getting that feedback, and I definitely notice some weird like rashes on my skin. I'm like, what the hell is that you know and it's just like my skin always is one of the things that starts to feedback and secondly as we've we've talked about before reproductive hormones so you'll Mm. start to notice as a woman your menstrual cycle goes short or long it disappears or goes heavy and as a man you start to think about you know kind of libido or as a woman libido sorry as well but you know kind of do you have a morning erection all of that kind of stuff and Mm. if you're getting that feedback from immune system and reproductive 
that's kind of a sign of dysfunction and you just want to, okay, it might be short term, but, but you don't want to have that, you know, kind of continuing no. over, you know, m- more than a couple of months, you're going to be, you're really pushing it essentially. So, so you're going to uh, do that mini assessment on yourself. But it's character building, isn't it? Yeah. It's character <laughs> for, building. For a short period of time. But, you know, along next this... Time, next time you hear from us, we'll have done a detox. <laughs> God. I'll be caffeine free. I'll have slept for 15 hours. I'll be a different my, 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 my detox would be more so like a, it would be a digital one. Oh, that'd be amazing. You know, like, I, don't, I don't want to see my laptop for a fortnight. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, but along this kind of like process, guys, like we've, you know, been full disclosure, you know, like we've had some real like moments of panic, haven't we? And like imposter syndrome has kind of kicked in massively because, well, to be fair, I I think, you know, whenever you do have kind of imposter syndrome, you know, that kind of self-doubt, you know, are we doing the right thing? Is this going to work? Are are people going to sign up to it? Is it going to help as many people as we want it to help? You know, all this kind of doubt, I I truly think it comes from a a good place to a degree because I think it's because you care, right? you, You genuinely care. But, we have had some of those moments big time, haven't we? Where we're just like, we, we're investing so much time and effort and, and money yeah. in this project. And there's, there's just so many what ifs. Like what? I think I think a big problem with it now as well is, it's funny, going into businesses and doing stuff, I think, God, it's, it's just as bad in a business. Like when I go and do these talks, I'm like, I'm not even sure I could deal with the kind of corporate world and the pressure mm. as in competition. Because a big factor for us is you suddenly have this, you can see what everyone else is doing and yeah. it is that kind of element of comparing yourself just like everyone else does on a you know it might be if you're trying to lose weight you look at other people it might be if you're trying to again look at your career or I'd imagine it's quite competitive being a parent right now as well it's just that element of comparing yourself and just you often come away feeling slightly inferior mm. and like okay well I don't look like that I don't I can't get my microphone to even freaking sound like that yeah. <laughs> like, that's been our thing and it's just like but it you know and you've got to kind of really dig deep and go, yeah, but, you know, what is your intention? Is your intention good? Is your intention right? Exactly. And, and that's, you know, what we've had to do a bit of kind of like soul searching at times to say, it doesn't matter. Like if the information that we are teaching and coaching is going to be helpful and supportive to others, again, visiting that kind of uh, sense of purpose, which we know is is really important to have in life. I think anyone out there, you could, you've just got to kind of reassure yourself if you're doing the best job that you can do at that time and another thing i would say is whenever you think and and i i follow people who i admire greatly and when i meet them in person they often have exactly the same imposter syndrome that we have as well oh my gosh but you meet them and, and they will say how terrible they think that video or that course was yeah I think it was the best thing since sliced bread and I was like it changed my life what are you on about and you have to remember that often whatever you're doing you're your hardest critic and actually other people are giving you you know are saying no you know this just if one person comes back and says that really helped me what an incredible thing that you did there and use that like literally you know file that and use that to to motivate you in your in your darkest times and your times of doubt just go yeah but that one person said that i helped them so i think i am capable of helping more people and that that's kind of what i've been doing and you've been doing on a regular basis going no no no, we we can do this and we have helped people and we are good at what we do probably just need to brush my hair a little bit more that's what i would say (laughs) but you know i I think you you know you've hit the nail on the head and i think i don't know if i've used this this example before but years ago when i was playing rugby league and uh, we had our kind of uh 
our league rivals, if you will. And I say they, they were rivals purely because we were the two teams that were always kind of gunning for the first and second place spot. Do you know what I mean? Like, and um, it was always like always close, you know, like they'd win one game, we'd win the other one, or, you know, it was, it was always very even, even Steven somewhat, one, one team or the other edging it. Anyway, my opposite man was an absolute unit. And I used to look at him and think, oh my God, like a bit shorter than me, but much wider than me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I thought he is an absolute tank, this guy. And uh, but anyway, you know, it is what it is. You you play the game and you, you know, you just think, well, he's bigger. I've got, I've got to go in even harder and, and whatever. Anyway, seasons and seasons went by and he was always my opposite man and he was a big, strong guy. And sometimes I'd get the better of him. Sometimes I'd get the better of me. And that's what it's all, it's what it's all about. But then he ended up leaving that team and actually joined our team. So he became my teammate now. And we just got chatting one day and he said to me, he was like, Matt, he says, you know what? He said, I used to hate playing against you. So <laughs> he went, I'll never forget the first time I saw you. And I thought, why is this guy my opposite man? He's oh, an absolute unit. Fair. And I thought- I would hate playing opposite you. <laughs> no, but, but, but I suppose the, the, the yeah, example yeah. I'm giving is that everything I was thinking, he was thinking the exact same, the same thing. thing yeah. Whereas I was looking at him thinking, he's probably looking at me thinking, I'm going to break you in half, mate. Like, I'm an absolute <laughs> tank. I'm going to steam through you. But he was looking at me thinking the same thing. He's a unit. Bloody hell. Like, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be hard work. And I think that's, that's the point here is that don't just assume that everybody else is fine. Yeah, yeah confident happy yeah yeah everything's just working as they want it to work they have the same doubts and thoughts that you have and, and I think sometimes if we communicated some of this a little bit more the world would be a much nicer place you know if we stopped I think as like I said human nature they've got that kind of competitiveness and that kind of you know you don't want to show your your weaker side and actually when I know for me personally when I, I when I see that from people I'm often kind mm. of relieved and it makes me realize when I'm doing the same thing you know, it's just what we do especially if you're in that kind of time of pressure and stress and fear and sleep deprivation and mm. all of those things it's just almost like it can become your default mode like yeah. doubt, 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 doubt. and again what you have to do is probably it's, it's not <laughs> don't open the fridge and <laughs> don't go and uh, don't give up um, <laughs> but just just back off go and rest I, sleep I, I joked about our members the other day about <laughs> getting some like uh, bespoke fridge magnets made up <laughs> you know like, like some just proper like you know just step away from the fridge yeah, yeah. or do you really want to open the fridge yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you really hungry or is this a an emotion emotional thing Little are you room. hungry or do you need to go back to that spreadsheet? That's what mine would say. <laughs> do you need to start reading those slides again? But yeah, so I think, um, yeah, you just have to, again, it, it comes down to kind of just awareness and then you, you know, you can have that intuition and, you know, the more you have successes, the more that obviously you'll get that confidence. But I don't think anybody, and even sometimes the most, confident people borderline I'd say arrogant people that I've I've kind of followed when I've met them in person it's never been they've always you know had some level of, of doubt they just don't show it sometimes I, I tend to show mine quite I'm quite open about it I talk about mm. it when I'm presenting or whatever yeah. I talk about it on here and I'm like yeah I have massive self-doubt you know because but equally I also think it does make me in some ways you know a, a good practitioner and same as you because both you and I are always learning and always kind of developing professionally and continue to to do our research and we don't necessarily come down heavy on any one side or do dogma because we're a bit like mm, 
No, because you know what? You know, we, most of us don't know the answer about most mm. of these things now. So no. The more research that we do, the more we're quite confident about the fact that there is no right or wrong way. Your lack of confidence can be a strength because it means that you, uh, like, like I said, don't get too complacent about things. Continue to be, uh, you know, good at what you do, good at for us coaching, and also able to, uh, you know, empathize and identify with people's struggles mm. and develop resources for that. So I think it's, you know. Personally, I've always said, you know, it's probably quite a strength to be. And I, I, I don't really, I'm not really drawn to arrogance I, I, in people either. So no, no, me, me neither. Like, like I've always said, like I, I admire confidence, but I despise arrogance. Yeah. But I often think like uh, arrogance comes from an element of insecurity, anyway. <laughs> That's but, confusing. Um, I know. <laughs> what does it all mean? <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, like, uh, I actually think a, a huge strength, based on what you just said, is if, if you can be yourself being happy to be yourself, even if you know that, you know, you, you maybe lack confidence here and there and or uh, maybe that you are like a little bit emotional in certain situations, whatever it may be. I think coming to terms with who you are, but being happy to share that, if you like, yeah, yeah. Is, that's, I think that is a huge strength. I think when you try and keep trying to like mask things and pretend to be something that you're not necessarily is we'll work we'll work against you at some point yeah you know yeah, potentially definitely. you know it's like it's like lying on a in a job interview about all the things you can do and yeah. then when it comes to it you're like shit <laughs> <laughs> totally blagged that yeah yeah you know now i should have just been honest about this because yeah. now I'm, I'm you know actually and one final thing i'll say is like reading about you know i've often said we get inspiration from kind of reading biographies and entrepreneur stories and and uh, looking at kind of comedians and things like that and many of them say like they they have these moments where they go god i don't even know how i got here you know what i mean it's just like yeah, actors yeah. also say the same thing so i just don't i don't think that that feeling ever leaves you and no. so if you can just start to accept that fact you won't let it derail well you. i think when that feeling does leave you you've lost because yeah. it's You're a big part, it's a part yourself, of your drive yeah. you know like for a for a movie star you know that, that big hit could be yes yeah, all well and good it might be the last one you ever do you know, because yeah, if you yeah. and if you start thinking that you are the bee's knees and yeah. everyone's just going to want you and give you the big bucks, then maybe that's the day that those offers stop coming. You know, and, and I think, but when you care, when you're passionate, and you know, you 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 want to move forward, you want to work towards a goal, whatever it may be. You know, like you've just always got to kind of just remain humble, haven't you? Yeah. And just keep being willing to to learn and to to fail and to come back again, etc. And these are things that we've learned along the way. You know, we are. Gosh, you know, we've we've almost ran a business together for almost as long as we've been together yeah. as a couple. We don't really know any different. And gosh, by golly, we've had a fair share of failures along the way. But as they say, you know, you win or you learn. Like we have learned so so much. And not to try and sound like, oh, you know, check me out. You know, full of all the all the advice. Like, but you know, we we learn from our failures, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Everything that that has gone wrong. I thought the other day actually, everything that's gone wrong for us has been valuable in some way and, and again this is something that i often say to my clients i'm like everything happens for a reason you know and you've got to take something away from this stop stewing the kind of the, you know the negative side of it and think okay take something and then just move mm. on move forward and i think yeah and you know you, you might not feel like that at the time no. <laughs> <laughs> but you, don't, you, you don't when you crash a car and yeah. then flood the house but then you learn that you should probably be a bit more mindful and calm down and yeah there you go there you go. There, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to crash in any more cars. You know, let's finish this on a really nice positive note, guys, because, 
you know, the whole point of this episode really was to kind of just say, don't be afraid to go for something, you know, and if that means like stepping out of your comfort zone, that's absolutely fine. Just make sure that you're doing the best you can under the circumstances, even if they're not ideal, because circumstances often aren't. And, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. It's okay to, I don't know, have these little moments of of self-doubt. I think it's part and parcel, but just step back and just believe in yourself and, and focus on the why. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you putting this pressure on yourself? You know, whatever it may be, focus on that why, focus on that purpose. And, and I'm sure, you know, that would just put a, diff- a much more positive spin on the situation at hand, even if it doesn't feel like it's going the way that you want it to. And watch plenty of comedy in your spare time. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Good episode, Keris. Yeah. And I'm I go enjoyed back, that. Back and finish my e-course on the gut. The gut. <laughs> you do that. Because at the end gut. of the day, the, gut. <laughs> <laughs> the gut's really I important mean, in there. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, any questions whatsoever, please, please reach out. And if you haven't done so already, leave us a little review or something like that be uh, forever grateful and uh, we will see you in episode 125 Bye. see ya Whoa.